leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Deborah Hatswell, and you're tuned into BBR Cryptid and Paranormal Investigations. Thank you for joining me, and I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you are well and enjoying your day. Part 2, Cryptid Creatures, UFOs and Silvermen, Tales from the East Coast of Scotland. And as I mentioned in part 1 of this series, there seems to be a hint of a corridor, or a possible route forming along the northeast coast of Scotland. And when this happens, I usually look or wait for a report to fill in a gap within that pattern. And I wasn't sure where the next clue would come from to lead me to the next pointer on the map. Sometimes it can take years. Then I was contacted by a gent named Simon who listens to the show on YouTube and he'd come across a strange stick structure in a woodland close to where he lives and he wanted me to take a look at the images he'd taken of it to see if it was worth investigating further. And it was an interesting structure. It wasn't uniform like bushcraft. And it was too small for a shelter of any kind. So I asked him to keep an eye on the area. And I also asked if it would be okay if I asked where the structure was found. When he said it was at the West Woods of Ethy, I smiled to myself as that would be the next plausible stop-off point if you were travelling north of Kerr, where we had the last account of the Hill of Kerr footprints that you'll hear in a moment. Now I'm hoping there's someone from the area or who's visited these woods or the areas around and close by, who may have had a strange experience of one kind or another. There are a mixture of reports in this video, from many genres and subjects, so for anyone wanting to hear just the creature reports, I have added the timestamps in the description below, and a link to the map of sighting reports so that you can view them for yourselves. So let's have a look at some of the reports along the possible corridor. Missing time at the Scottish borders. A lady named Stephanie reported a following strange experience that happened over 30 years ago. In October of 1980, Stephanie, her parents and her children were on a car journey from Banbury to Fife. While they were crossing the border around Jegborough on their way to Edinburgh, they observed a strange object and they were missing a number of hours. As it appears that their journey took seven hours from the Scottish borders to Edinburgh. Below is Stephanie's written account of events, written in her own words. Driving from Banbury Oxen to Anstrew the Fife with my parents, my father was aged 62 at the time and was the driver and my mother was aged 56 and she was sitting in the front passenger seat. Myself, aged 32, my daughter 12, my two sons, 10 and 8, were in the back of the car. We drove across the borders on the road to Abbotsford. This is a B road and it's very quiet and picturesque. As we crossed the border around 4pm, we decided to stop at the next town for coffee and stretch our legs. 
I was in the middle of the back seat with my daughter on my right and my sons were on my left. And as we were travelling, on my right was the south lane of the road and bordering that was a narrow band of trees. I saw an object rise through the trees and it caught my attention. It was completely horizontal as it rose. It was matte black with no windows and no sign of manufacture. I couldn't see bolts or panels of any kind. The object was in one seamless piece. It stayed at treetop height and the trees did not move so there was no wind coming from it. We were travelling around 45 miles per hour and the object kept pace with us. My father slowed to a crawl and turned around in his seat and the object moved at our speed throughout. My father suggested stopping the car but my mother and I were afraid and we persuaded him not to and just drive on. The object was less than 20 feet from the car and less than 20 feet off the ground and we could see it clearly. It was triangular with a bulge where the cockpit would have been. It was about 10 feet wide, wingtip to wingtip and about 10 feet from front to back. My father told me to take a picture of it and as the camera was on the back window ledge I went to reach for it but as I reached for it I was overcome with terror. I felt that around 40 minutes had elapsed in all, but we had not gone far in that 40 minutes. I realised that my children were getting scared and I diverted their attention to a storybook that we'd been reading earlier and I continued to read, pretending that nothing was happening. The craft flew off behind the car at an amazing speed. It immediately reappeared about half a mile down the road for a few minutes before flying off again at great speed. No cars passed us on the road during this time. And when we arrived in the border town, all the shops were closed. So we continued on to Edinburgh. My next memory of the journey was after 11pm at night, driving round the Ring Road at Edinburgh. Everyone was stressed and my father and I had a shouting match, the only one we've ever had in our lives. He was stressed about the time and couldn't understand why we were running so late. I know it was around 4pm when we were on the border when we saw the object. We stopped at Jedburgh and used the public toilets. Everywhere was closed. But it was well past midnight when we arrived at Anstruther. I don't know the distance, but I am sure that it's not a nine or ten hour travelling. I'm not sure of the distance from the borders to Edinburgh but I doubt if it's more than 100 miles, yet it took us seven hours. Something worth noting, the approximate distance I had checked from Jedburgh to Edinburgh is only 48 miles. So even at an average speed of 35 miles an hour consistently, it would only take an hour and 25 minutes to do that journey. Even allowing for very heavy traffic, traffic jams and road hold-ups, there should only be an extra hour or so added on to that time. So even if we're generous, really generous, and say it, for the 48-mile journey took three hours, that leaves a missing four hours that just cannot be accounted for. Now, dark shadowy figures and floating heads. As we move on up the east coast, you pass a place called Balgoni Castle, and it's just outside Glenross. And it's said to be home to an intimidating spirit. 
and a whole host of other beings, including a dog-like creature. There's been reports of a dark-hooded figure, an elderly man, and a 17th-century soldier. A visit there is also said to throw up some unusual experiences. People report the sound of mysterious voices, the sight of floating heads, and the feeling that you are being watched when you're on the grounds. However, the best-known spirit there is the famous Green Lady Ghost, who can apparently still be seen roaming around the building to this day. She's been seen walking past windows on various occasions, and is even known to stalk the surrounding grounds. Now, the castle owners, Stuart and Kelly Morris, have encountered a number of strange going on over the year. And at one point, Kelly felt like someone was touching and breathing on her while she was in the grounds. And they say that things got so bad that they even considered moving out. Many of the visitors report strange shadowy figures as they walk around with the tour. Others see a large dog-like creature skulking along the many corridors. A little further north, we come to the town of Cacalda. Miss Erskine Weems of Weems Castle, Cacalda, said when she was a child of seven years old, she experienced absolute terror that she had as long as she lived when she had an experience with a goat-like creature. She was with another child and her nurse was in attendance and they were playing out of doors one morning. After a little while, the nurse rose from her seat amongst the heather and wandered a short distance away, out of sight but not out of hearing. A few moments after she left, the two little girls heard some bushes behind them rustling and a huge creature, described as half goat, half man, emerged and crossed the road in front of them and plunged into the woods and was lost to sight. Both children screamed loudly and the nurse ran back to them. And when they told her what had happened, they just got scolded. She wouldn't believe them. She said no animal existed. An animal, any animal much bigger than a goat that walked upright and only had two legs and two hooves that was covered with shaggy brown hair from the waist and downwards was something of the imagination. Now, the children described him as having hair from his waist down and the smooth skin of a man from the waist up. Now, the nurse told them to come home at once, and as they walked to the road, one of the little girls pointed down into the dust and clearly defined was the track of a two-hoofed creature that had crossed at that spot. The nurse stared for a moment, and then they all ran, and she never took her charges near that spot again. Mystery as a triangle-shaped UFO is spotted flying over Kilmarnock Park and this happened in January of 2020, so quite recent. Um, and they put out an appeal for information after a UFO was spotted flying over Kilmarnock Park. <clears throat> a mysterious object was seen hovering over the Howard Park area by a local resident. Now, the witness wants to know if anyone else saw the mysterious aircraft in the town on Tuesday, January the 14th. 2020. The woman, who asked to remain anonymous, told the Kilmarnock Standard, I was driving to my work on Tuesday morning and I saw this huge thing flying over Howard Park. It was very dark at the time, but it looked like it was a triangle shape and very dark in colour. I couldn't see propellers or anything like that, but it did look like it had wings, but they weren't clearly defined. It was amazing to see. 
I wish I had more time to stop and watch it. But it hovered over the park for a while before moving away in the direction of the town centre. The Watcher, Edinburgh Vaults. Now, one of Scotland's best-known goats is the Watcher, who's said to haunt the underground city vaults of Edinburgh. Nicky Curry from St Andrew's Fife appears to have caught the phantom on film. The mum of two used her camera flash to light up the tunnels when she... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She got spooked in the pitch dark when she was feeling uneasy and she felt like someone was watching her. At the end of the event, at around two in the morning, everyone else, including Heather, had gone for a cup of tea. But she said, Sue and I went for a wander in the vaults instead. Suddenly, I started to feel really uneasy, as if someone was standing there watching us. It felt as if someone was standing right on my shoulder. And I said to Sue, we've got to go back because I'm not happy. And as we walked towards the steps, I took a few photos in the dark with my iPhone. And then we ran back down the stairs to join everyone else. The following morning, Nikki looked at the photos she's taken. And if one of them, a spectral figure, appears to be hovering ominously, said the newspaper, in the pitch dark in front of them. She said, I couldn't believe it. It looked as though someone was floating down the stairs. It was as clear as day and it really gave me the shivers. There was no one else, anyone near us, so it's pretty spooky. And it gives you the goosebumps. And if I'd known they were spooky, uh, spooky down there on these stairs, there's no way I'd have walked down them. Well, I know for a fact that there's quite... um, Lots of people know about the Watcher in the Edinburgh Revolts, and he's said to be a gentleman who was not of the kindest nature, let's put it that way, and he's quite mean to people that wander through the vaults. Um, and you must remind me, I have a photograph, actually, of my own mum at um, Edinburgh Vaults, and she had a dark coat, and it was cold. Edinburgh is quite cold. She had a big black dark coat on, and when she took the photograph, she's completely white from her head down, like a, a massive sphere of white light. Um, and it, I'll, if I remember it, I'll, I'll pop a photograph up in the uh, community post about it. Now, 
Frith of Forth, I hope I've got that right, and the Water Horses. I've actually fished there with my dad, so I should be able to say it properly. Water horses are lake monsters, have been spotted in these waters since the first report <clears throat> came in in 1873. And a serpentine creature was seen at that time by over 100 people. It was in view for over 15 minutes. Then, in 1939, 18, start again, Deborah, 1939, sorry, there was another sighting of a strange creature in the water that was totally different in description to the earlier event. This time it was brown in colour and possessed a horse's head with large eyes. Now, the Porter's Bray Ape Man creature, 2015, so not so long ago. About 45 years ago, well, that's incorrect then, isn't it? Um, 45 years ago, where would that put us? Uh, I can't do the maths, let's just get on with it. I'll correct it after. 45 years ago, I was with my then-girlfriend and we were parked on a forestry road at the junction of Landyke's Bray and Porter's Bray on the road to Colts. 2015 was probably the year that I took the report. Now, the area is heavy woodlands and it's used for forestry, said the witness. The junction we were parked up in is about one and a half mile from Kennaway in Fife. I was parked about 300 yards up the Charloisk Forestry Road I had trees on the left of me and they'd all been cut for about 50 yards and the floor was cleared up to the tree line and all the lumber had been stacked up on the side of the forestry road. There was a full moon and you could see right across this clearing to the standing trees. My then girlfriend said she saw something moving in the clearance to which I said it'd just be a fox or a deer. After a while I fell asleep in the car seat until my girlfriend shut me awake and said there was something moving behind the stacked trees next to the car, and it was much closer than before, and it had been moving around us for a while now, and it had spooked her. I wound the window down and banged on the door, thinking it was just a fox, but the creature, however it was, wasn't phased. It never moved. So I got into the driver's seat, reversed the car, so the headlights shone in the direction of this creature, and so I shook in amazement. The creature stood up straight, and for only a second or two, I could see it clearly. This thing stood around eight feet tall. It had a white, grey chest and face, and the rest of its body was black. It looked at us one last time, and then it took off in the direction of the forest and vanished from sight. We were both confused, and we just sat there, trying to think what it could be. And then it came back. This thing started throwing sticks at the car. But they weren't little sticks, as you could tell by the sound of them hitting the car with a thud. We heard lots of crashing going through a line of young beech trees near the car. We just drove out of there as fast as we could. And my girlfriend did not want to return. So I went back the next day with my brother, and we went to look for tracks or signs from the night before. But it had been raining and we didn't find anything. I later asked a man I know, who has worked all his life in these forests, if he knew anything about what we'd seen, but he's never come across anything like it. And UFO sighting, as the family for residents baffled. On the 17th of February 2016, Andy Morrison got more than he bargained for when he stepped out into his garden in Turnbury Drive in the Dunica Estate area of town. He hoped to get a glimpse of the rare supermoon, Instead, Mr Morris saw an unidentified flying object 
and he called the police to see if others had seen it or if the police knew what it was. And there was no visible shape, just the lights. There was no sound to it, and it seemed to be several hundred feet high, explained Mr Morris. I am a retired electronics engineer who's been involved in military electronic systems for aircraft all my life, and I've never seen anything like this. I'd estimate it to have been about 500 feet high, had a very fast traverse, and the whole incident lasted no more than 30 seconds. Mr Luke's Dundee Bigfoot, 1995. Mark Luke, 46 from Edinburgh, shared his experience when he saw a Bigfoot-like creature in the Fife countryside after reading about a similar experience in the Courier newspaper. Mr Luke decided to speak out after stumbling across an article on the Courier website while researching to try and explain his own encounter some years ago. Mr Luke, who's a carer, said he spotted the tall, hairy, upright figure just off the Tay Road Bridge in 1995 while travelling to Dundee to fill in for a night shift security cover. His sighting happened in the same area that a former civil servant from Fife reported seeing a creature at Five Roads Roundabout when he was driving home from work. Just like Mr Luke, the civil servant had also told nobody at the time and only spoke publicly about what happened some ten years later and this account was shared on the newspaper's webpage. Now, Mr Luke said, I had a similar encounter. I was driving back to Edinburgh. It was about 8am. I was on the A92 going south in the same area. I can remember there was a forest on both sides of me. I looked to my left to see a tall, dark shape standing 20 feet away in the trees. At first, I thought it was an ordinary man. But then it came walking towards me. And I could clearly see it was not a man. He must have been huge, some 8 to 8 feet 10 tall and really wide. I was quite scared and confused, to be honest. Honestly, I put my foot down and I carried on driving. I was doing 60 miles an hour and I was not going to go back to look or stop until he was far behind me. It was dark under the trees, so it was very hard to see into them to keep an eye on him and where he went. I could see a face shape but no facial details were very clear. Now, the Bigfoot crossing the road, 5th August 2005. A second man sees a similar Bigfoot creature on a Tay Road, driving on the A92 at the Fibrows Roundabout, roundabout a gentleman who was travelling by car encountered a very strange, hairy, human-type figure. The road is bordered by thick trees and foliage on both sides. The man noticed something he found impossible to explain. Then in his account, in his own words, he said, After navigating the five roads roundabout, I was driving home southbound on the A92, when my headlights picked out what I thought was a man standing by the left-hand side of the road. I could see his figure clearly, and as I approached him, he stepped out in front of my car, and I naturally brought the car to a halt to, tried hit, to avoid hitting him. This person was a large, hairy, ape-like creature, which turned to look at the car as I approached. Its eyes gave out a shine, which were very noticeable, and it crossed the road in about three large strides. I felt uneasy, but I brought the car to a stop, and I put the window down. I could hear something crunching away in the trees, 
as if something was clearly moving through that forest. I had no torch with me to shine towards the stars. There was an unpleasant odour in the air, and suddenly I got a feeling that I was being watched and everything went very quiet. Silence was all around me, it was quite unnerving. I then, shockingly, continued home. I didn't even realise I'd started to drive and I didn't stop until I reached home. Thinking back on the event, this individual was well over seven feet tall. It was a very dark brown colour. Its hair was of a reasonable length and it covered its entire body. I've never seen this again anywhere in Scotland and only confided in my partner until I contacted you. I know unequivocally what I saw and it is still clear in my mind as if it happened yesterday. I worked as a civil servant for many years and I experienced some crazy stuff but I must admit that this was a big surprise. Now the Tay Bridge itself has a very haunted reputation centred around the Tay Bridge disaster which is one of the most memorable engineering disasters in Scotland's history and it happened in 1879 in December. Just two years after it, it was opened in Dundee, the bridge was hit by a terrible storm, which weakened its central section and caused it to collapse while a passenger train was crossing, and it killed everybody on board. It's said that on the anniversary of the disaster, a ghostly train can be seen crossing the part of the Tay where the ill-fated bridge would have stood before disappearing at the point of the collapse. What remains of the old bridge's pillars can still be seen beside the new current Tay Bridge. Now, no matter where you are in the world, if you like your Bigfoot and your Sasquatch reports, you'll know that many of the sightings are along our roads and motorways. Sometimes a creature crosses the road and in others it's seen running at the side of the road looking into the cars. There are many accounts of creatures crouching at the side of the road, as if waiting and hoping not to be seen. Other creatures are said to stand within the trees, and in some cases, cars are even pursued by creatures, sometimes reaching speeds of 70 miles an hour. A Bigfoot-type creature was on the Arbroath Road, um, and it says, I'm from Dundee, and I wanted to report something I saw a good while back now. Back then this happened, I was in my 20s, maybe a little younger. I had no idea what it was that I saw at the time, but now I would say it was a Bigfoot, and I saw it face to face, clearly. I feel like a nutter saying this to you, and I've already reached out to two other paranormal researchers, and no one seems to really care or take me seriously. This very first experience happened about five or six years ago, and then I had another one last year in 2018. Now, I've just seen you on a mini-documentary, Deb, and I thought you might be able to understand what I saw that day. So I took a chance and I wrote to you. Now, there's not really any way you can study up on information, up-to-date cryptid reports in the UK, he said, other than watching a few documentaries. Documentary watching's fine, and it did help me pinpoint the type of creature what I saw, but I didn't know other people had also seen what I had. I'm convinced what I saw was a Bigfoot. It had a pale colour and it was whitish with maybe a bit of grey mixed into the light coloured hair. It had reddish coloured eyes and I thought they were red. My girlfriend who was with me at the time thought it had orange eyes. 
It was huge in size, tall and broad and definitely not human because it was in clear view, sitting on a path, half in the path and half in the bushes, sat by the creek at 2 or 3am in the morning and the weather was ice cold. When it stood up to its full height, it was like a giant. It had long, huge arms. Me and my ex-girlfriend ran off and it's been bugging me what I saw ever since. And the weird thing is, a few years later, I saw a report in a paper about the guy across the tape close to the tape bridge who'd seen something like this creature too. And he described the same thing I saw and he said it to the newspaper. But how do you tell people that's what you saw? Nobody's going to believe you. And up to now, nobody has. Den of Mains, Caird Park. Now, the Den of Mains is located near Mains Castle and it's popular with dog walkers and hikers who enjoy taking leisurely strolls around the ponds there. However, if you're thinking about taking a short cross across the park at night, be careful because you never know who you might meet along the way. There is a witness report from 1960 from a couple in the area of Caird Park who walked past a Victorian gentleman and a woman pushing a pram. They said that they saw the clothes clearly, they could hear the wheels of the pram in the gravel, and that they were so close they could have touched them, but when they turned around, they'd gone. If we just go a little bit further north, not very far, just a little bit, we come across the area of Aeth, Aeth, and the black leaping creature of Aeth happened on the 31st of July 2016. I just wanted to contact you to tell you about a sighting my wife had last Sunday evening at 7.30pm whilst driving along a wooded section of the A926 near Aeth towards Kiddymore. I was driving, I didn't see anything, but my wife was sitting in the back and she suddenly said, did you see that? She explained she saw something a distance ahead on the verge of the road and it was in the dense woodland. And she initially thought it was a man walking. But then it leapt further into the wood very quickly and stopped. She said it looked like a black shadow and it was tall and wide. My wife said she got the impression it was about to cross the road and it leapt deeper into the woods upon hearing our car approaching. She was a bit shaken up, to be honest, and she said her hair was standing on end. I probably would have turned the car around and had a look myself if it was just me and the wife. But my auntie was in the car and she'd been woken up by the commotion and she was not impressed. My wife's considered other logical normal reasons for the figure she saw, such as deer or a hiker or something like that. But she didn't believe that they looked anything like she'd seen. I thought I'd tell you about it, as I understand you're researching strange phenomena. I certainly am. Now, a phantom dog was seen on the A93 north of Blair Gowra. Um, and it just says a phantom dog's been spotted in the area and reported by a number of people. And it is said to patrol the road. It's said to spook normal pet dogs and make horses very nervous. Now, we hear that behaviour, don't you, over and over and over again from what is almost described as a shuck like a dark devil dog that skulks the country roads. Now, the Tallness, Tallness Wildman happened in the 1960s. 
And this account was written in response to an article on, that had been published on trolls in a Scottish magazine in the 60s. And trolls are like boggarts or trolls, gnomes, that kind of thing. They're not your friendly little creatures. They're quite nasty and mischievous and be quite deceitful. And he says, one stormy day in winter, I was walking, or struggling, I should say, along the clifftop at Tarnes. The wind at Tarnes is famous. And the wind was high that day and it howled. At times, the pressure was so great that I was forced to bend and clutch at the heather to retain a footing. On one such occasion, on this day, on looking up, I was amazed to see that I had the company of what appeared to be a dozen or more wild men, and they were dancing about to and fro. These creatures, as I would describe them, were small in stature. They didn't have long noses, nor did they appear kindly in any manner. They possessed round faces that were sallow in complexion, with long, dark, bedraggled hair. As they danced about in a trance, seemingly throwing themselves over the cliff ledge, I felt that I was witness to some kind of ancient ritual dance of a tribe of wild primitive men. It's difficult to describe in a few words my feelings or my bewilderment at seeing this. The whole sequence could have lasted about three minutes until I was able to pull myself together and leave the cliff edge. Now, the Carmelie Bigfoot is an account many people know and it's Charmaine Fraser's account. And Charmaine said, These experiences happened at my grandparents' property out in the Carmelie Forest. And we spent a lot of our childhood there at a farmhouse. It was very heavily wooded back then. And there's an old quarry, forest, streams... Now, the first incident took place during the day when I was sent out to get the newspapers that got delivered to the neighbours at the bottom of the long road. I was with a dog and we were coming down the long path. That, that path leads onto a track which runs past the bottom of the property and out onto the farm road. So just before I got onto the track, the dog stopped suddenly and started to growl and whine and bare her teeth. I remember seeing the hair rising on her back, but I carried on past her for a few paces ending up the track. I just thought she'd heard a fox or something and that it had spooked her. I carried on to get the newspapers and I looked up at that moment and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I saw a large black figure further along the track, standing there with its back to me. I don't think it knew I was there, or if it did, it just wasn't bothered. It reached up to a branch of the tree and it just carried on, as if I wasn't watching. It was at the side of the track and it was very tall. It had a thick build with no neck and wide shoulders and it was hairy all over. I remember standing in shock for a second or two before screaming and turning to run back to the house. As I screamed, it slowly started to turn around but I didn't hang about to see its face. Needless to say, my reports of seeing a monster were not taken seriously and just dismissed as it probably being a neighbour. I dread to think what its face would have looked like. Now the first incident has stayed with me for decades and I still research trying to find answers as to what I saw that day. So much so that I've collected witness reports all across Scotland. I've done years of research in Angus and across Scotland as a whole. Now, there were two further incidents, Charmaine says, where I was not alone. I had adults with me and they experienced what I believe to be the same creature. 
there was one day when we were picking berries and we were out with the adults and there was a long, strange howl from the valley. The adults even commented on it. On another occasion, driving at night, there was a tall figure standing in the road. Also, when I was in bed, I'd hear gravel in the yard crunching under feet when I knew all the adults were in the house. There was another time when my grandmother saw something at the bottom of the farm, but she convinced herself it was the orange rusty colour of the Rose Bay. Now, many years later, somebody else heard that report and got in touch with me and said, I'd like to report an experience I had a few years ago now. I've never really told anyone about it, because, you know, talking about Bigfoot makes you a crazy person in some people's minds, and I'm not. But I've just recently found out that there's been another two sightings near a quarry not too far from me, just outside of Carmelay, and I live very near there. Now, a bit of background story on that. There was a time that Charmaine was down in that quarry with a brother and they found some strange bones set out almost ceremoniously. Um, and she said it was a really strange place to play when they were kids. And the area's um, forestry land, so there's lots and lots and lots of woodlands. And the second witness said it was during the winter of 2012, which, if you recall, was really intense. We're in Carmelay, the snow was a foot deep on flat ground and many feet deep in the drifts. I was walking the family dog down a dirt track that provided access to a stretch of farm plots. The track stretches between the main road, takes you through the area and onto a wooded area that further stretches on and just carries on further south. I was about halfway down the road, or a little bit further, when I saw what appeared to be an extremely large, bare footprint in the snow. It was slightly softened by snowfall, but it was clear enough to make out that it was a bare foot, and it looked like a bare foot shape, rather than a shoe or a boot-shaped print. It was maybe one and a half times the length of my boot, This made it, by my judgment, a little longer than a foot and a half. Judging by the way it was orientated, it seemed that whatever left it was walking from the field on one side to the field on the other. It looked like whoever had left the print was cutting sideways across the road in the snow barefoot. Considering that the road at that point was maybe four feet across due to the snowdrift, there was only one print on it. And the creature, whoever it was that left it, must have been quite large. I tried to see if there were any more footprints around, but I couldn't find any. And I think this might have been because the snow that would normally fall on the footprint was being blown into deep drifts on either side of the path. So this print was slightly more protected, maybe, as it may have been snowed out less than the other footprints and it remained clear while the others were hidden by the falling snow. And as strange as it was, I just deemed that it was nothing to worry about. And it could have been caused by any number of things, I said. So I just left it and continued on. It was once I reached the wooded area at the end of the road when the scenario changed and became very intense. For detail, the area is a lot of low, scrubby bushes. And with the snow, these bushes were about five feet tall, coming up to around about my neck. Once me and the dog got to the wooded area, the dog reacted strangely. She seemed to have seen something before I did and began barking and lunging. And 
to me, that's very similar to the Carmeli report. Before I saw the creature, I heard it. A sort of deep, long ooh sound, which caused the dog to stop barking, and she started squeaking and whining in fright. Finally, just before I was about to turn and leave for the sake of the dog, and frankly for my own sanity, I witnessed this great big creature rise from behind one of the bushes. It stood easily over three heads over the top of the bush. It seemed disproportionately wide at the shoulders and the neck, and it was almost black in colour. The snow glinted off its eyes, and it made them pop out at me, say more than a regular human's one. While the visibility was slightly damaged by the snow, this creature was maybe only five metres in front of me, and it dwarfed me. It was at this point that the dog took off running and I took off running after it and I did not look back. Since then, I've tentatively returned to the road, but I haven't seen any trace of the creature. I generally don't buy into these sort of things, but I suppose something like this only needs to happen once to convince you. I've never told this story to anyone and I'm only now revealing it due to my discovery of Charmaine's account. Perhaps there is something in this area that we haven't discovered yet. The Bankery Gorilla, 2006. Now, an article shared in A40 magazine from a gentleman who, making the report on behalf of his friend, described a creature similar to a gorilla in shape and stature that was seen in the Bankery area of Scotland. Now, a friend of mine told me a story recently, he said, that happened to her. And she told me when we were chatting one day. She was out with her friends at the back end of midnight and they were driving on the back roads near Bankera, a small town near Aberdeen. She and another person saw something cross the road in front of the car. And the only description she would give me was a gorilla. Now she's the most level-headed person I know. And I would say she was over-sceptical, to be honest. And she rubbishes any idea of a 40 and bent that I try and persuade her with. But she sticks to her story to this day. She says what she saw looked like a gorilla and it was crossing the road in front of the car and it could be seen clearly. Now, Bankera and Torfins are along the same road, more or less, very close to each other. And a huge hairy figure chased a car and was also spotted by, I think, around about five other witnesses in separate occasions. Um... Around about 94, local men, Pete and George, were walking through a forestry track in the woods near their home in Torfins, Aberdeen. When the men were nearing the end of a track, Pete saw a dark figure run from the trees on the left across the track. The figure disappeared into the trees on the right. He at first thought it was a man, but the figure left him with a strange foreboding. George didn't see the figure. And he was busy telling Pete he was imagining things when a face appeared at one of the trees behind Pete's back looking right at George. George was chilled to the bone as the face he was looking at he described as not human. It darted away just as quickly and for some reason George threw a large stone in its direction. Now the two friends then left the area feeling somewhat unnerved but as it was a walk they had to do on a regular basis they would have to return. 
A few weeks later, the two friends, along with the third man that they brought for added numbers, were to have another encounter with the creature as they were driving along the road into Torfins, approximately two miles away from their first meeting. In the witness's own words, suddenly, from the side of the road, there came this great, muscular, hairy figure, bounding out of the woods, which started to run behind the car. At one point, it caught up and it ran alongside the vehicle, not seemingly out of breath, as it approached speeds of up to 35 miles an hour. Now, Pete describes the creature as strong and muscular, with red glowing eyes, a thick body covered in hair, and about 6 to 6 feet 5 in height, and it was in colour was jet black. The figure ran after them for several minutes and then stopped abruptly in the middle of the road, leaving the terrified car occupants to carry on their journey into Torfins. The same or similar creature has also been reported by a lady who lives in one of the cottages on the edge of the forest where Pete and George first saw the creature. She's seen it on two occasions, watching her at a house from the woods. She too describes the red glowing eyes. Now the only other report that I'm aware of is that of a local man who caught a fleeting glance through high-powered binoculars and he described it as it darted through the forest clearing. Now the locals do tell stories of the running man and it's said to be a hairy creature that runs alongside cars. An impossible Sasquatch-like creature separate from the grey man which has been part of Scottish folklore and traditions for centuries, and it's still being reported in modern times. One sighting describes a creature whose face was not human at all. It's known for, for its preference for running as opposed to walking, and it has a tendency to run alongside cars and look into the windows, keeping up with the vehicles easily. Now, the Hill of Core Footprints, Hill of Care, David Ewan in the Aberdeenshire Evening Express reported fresh evidence has been found for an ape-like creature roaming Aberdeenshire. Peter Dignan found a large footprint or set of footprints on the hill of Kay next to a drinking trough. Please, Peter explains, I was walking a dog and I came across the bare footprints at a drinking trough. The ground was muddy underneath and at first I just laughed about the footprints but then, after studying them, I went home to get my camera. Now, the day I actually see something up there is the day I'll find a new route to walk my dog. For now, I'll keep my eye out for anything strange. So, as you can see from the many strange reports and experiences shared here, there does seem to be a line of phenomena, shall we say, running from the Knock Forest, the Bathgate Hills area, all the way to the coast at West Woods of Ether. Of course, this is not the only corridor we see in Scotland. If I was to do, say, go due north of the Knock Forest, I'd hit the Highlands and a whole host of creature reports and strange experiences that run all the way to Inverness. Now, I'll bring you those reports and the reports from the east coast of Scotland in future episodes. But for now, I'd like to say thank you to, for Simon for gathering the image from Ether and for all the witnesses who shared their experiences with us. If you wish to join our community or become a BBR member and help us investigate cases worldwide, or if you just like to listen to the uploads and you want to listen to some exclusive ones that aren't 
on um, YouTube. Just look at the description in the video or watch the little video that follows at the end of this. It'll give you all the details you need. If you could help out with our current fundraiser, could you please email me for details? We're really struggling to keep BBR online at the moment. And you'll find my email also in the description below. And thank you for tuning in. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Leftovers. Or... 
the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.